This is the West Words podcast for 23rd of March 2020. This is just a short message to let you know that because of the rate at which things are changing to do with the coronavirus crisis around the world, some of the content in the podcast you're about to listen to may have changed by the time you hear it. For clarification on any of the services or events that we are planning or running or cancelling, please go to our website, westwords.com.au. And now here's the main part of the podcast. Welcome to the Westwards podcast. This is a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Two and a half million people live in Western Sydney, 170 different countries of origin and over 100 languages represented. And these people all have stories and that's what we're here for, to help facilitate those stories. I'm James Roy. I'm the uh, Westwards Blue Mountains and Blacktown Program Manager, but I'm also the host of your podcast today. It is the 23rd of March 2020. I'm joined today by Harja. Hello. You're the associate producer for Westwards. Yes I am. You are. Um, we find ourselves in an interesting place at the moment. We're talking about yeah. uh, basically globally we're uh, under a bit of a cloud at the moment. Mm, yeah I don't think anyone knows what's going on. Yeah and of course for anyone who hasn't been paying attention we are <laughs> of course talking about uh, coronavirus. Um, mm. And or COVID-19. Or COVID-19 to be more specific. Mm. So uh, we'll have a chat in a little while about what that means for organisations, most specifically our organisation and what we'll be doing and won't be doing. We had a whole bunch of programs planned that for various reasons, um, reasons that we have set and reasons that other people have set uh, that we won't be able to proceed with, but we'll go all through all that in some detail in a little while. Uh, so welcome to the show. We're going to have a bit of a chat today about a few things. We've got a special guest coming in in a very short while, uh, so stay with us. We're joined by Eunice Andrada. Hello, Eunice. How are you? Hi, James. Hi, Haji. Hello. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're here. Um, I'm a poet uh, as well as an educator. Um, I'm here today at Westwards because I just did an interview downstairs. Mm. Uh, the team from Sydney Living Museums uh, came down to interview Michael and I um, about the project. Uh, project, what was it called? Oh, a Thousand Words. A Thousand Words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad. So should I give a bit of background? So Westwards and Sydney Living Museums partnered to do um, a project which is called A Thousand Words and it'll be an online exhibition. So I think it was about 10 writers from Western Sydney uh, responded to archival photos that Sydney Living Museums had and um, wrote something about it. And Eunice, you were one of those yes. writers, weren't you? Yes, um, and I'll probably never be commissioned as a writer for any uh, project ever <laughs> again because I can't remember the names of the projects I'm oh, part of. That's, that's all right. Fine. Which picture did you choose? Um, I chose an image of a group of women all in this weird uniform standing with their head, with their uh, arms straight above their heads mm. and um, oh I think I remember seeing yeah, that, that one yeah. and they were being watched by a shadowy figure mm. in the corner mm. so you wrote a, you wrote a poem in response to this I did mm-hmm. you know can we, you give us a bit I mean I didn't know you, you <laughs> oh, can all we may not poem. be allowed to I don't know yeah right. I don't I don't think we can um you can read the poem out because exclusive 
Yeah, it's very exclusive. Mm. It's mm. gonna have to come when it comes out. Yeah, on like online I'll be in violation of my contract. Yeah, you probably <laughs> will. Be. You won't get paid. So well, I already but got you paid. can give us a little bit of very nice. I can do whatever I want now. <laughs> well, you can give us a bit about um, the content. The content. Well, the poem talks about male surveillance, mm-hmm. and I kept the sort of concrete details of the poem very loose mm-hmm. um, because the writer is weren't give, given any information mm-hmm. on uh, the, the, the time, mm. the photographer, like the political context mm. at the time. I kept those ideas very loose. So when you talk mm. male surveillance, you're talking about the gazing eye or what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, at an interpersonal level of men mm. watching, wim- watching women in our everyday lives when mm. we're on the street, mm. um, the workplace, but also on a structural level, what mm. that means as institutions mm. Um, government bodies watch mm. and make decisions for women. Nice. I'm interested in reading that. Can't wait till it comes out. <laughs> it's right How did the interview go? <laughs> I, I'll have a read oh, of it. The after interview the was <laughs> real cute. Yeah. Um, it was really, it was really chill. So um, they said I was very articulate. Mm. I think they mean what they said. Hopefully, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'd, you'd hope everyone means what they say. I'm yeah. sure. No, people do lie. <laughs> Well, one of the things that we do on this podcast, Eunice, as, as you will know if you've listened to it, uh, is we take a quote from uh, somebody who was either born on this day and today, of course, being Monday the 23rd of March. Um, we uh, take a quote of somebody who was either born on this day or who died on this day cool. and we just, take, just have a little chat about the relevance of that or the irrelevance of that to our working practice. And the one that we chose... Uh, was a Spanish Cubist painter who was born on this day in 1887. His name was Juan Gris, a Cubist painter, and he said this. Now, there's two quotes. They're kind of similar. first one is, I try to make concrete that which is abstract. And the second one is, a picture with no representational purpose is to my mind always an incomplete technical exercise for the only purpose of any picture is to achieve representation. So if maybe the first one's a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the first. Your one. eyes just glazed. So no, because I have a very thing. short attention span. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, yes, I, I just thought of that in, in the context of um, context of what you're saying about putting some kind of concrete around this idea of the of male surveillance, as you as you put it. The first thing that came to mind as you were uh, reading that quote, um, I thought about sort of the nature of art making, but also just the nature of writing. Um, I've heard many writers talk about how writing is a way of taking an anxiety inside you and bringing it out and Mm. giving it form. I think the ways that people create art is art to name what is difficult to name. So I think that's one way of taking something that's abstract and making it more concrete and more tangible. Yes, yeah, okay. Hadra, in your practice, how do you see this? Yeah, I think that's, that's essentially the heart of my practice as well, as, as uh, most writers would, would say, because I, I started out writing just to uh, deal with things that I was dealing with and just to put them somewhere. <laughs> We've got... <laughs> Oh, so I was snapping in agreement. <laughs> uh, so, so Eunice is doing the thing that um, beat, that slam poets do. She's snapping <laughs> her fingers cool in a proof. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> okay, let's just do this. 
Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's better. Isn't it? That's so cool. Hey. So go, so go on, Hadji. you were saying. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think if you do any kind of creative practice, you have to kind of, and, and put it out there into the world, I feel like you inherently have to feel like there is a reason that someone should engage with it. And so you're making it concrete so that people can engage with it in a tangible form. And so, yeah, that, that I like that quote and I feel like it is the essence of art making of any kind. Mm, indeed. Anything to add? No. <laughs> 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 no, don't do more snapping. I got the snaps. Indeed. I wasn't familiar with that when I, until really? I went to my first slam the other night. Oh, and I talked so about, recently. I talked about this on the podcast. And, yeah. Um, it didn't go well for me because I, I, I did a couple of my own poems and um, <laughs> they didn't. The, the they didn't snap for you? Not much. No. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I got to go to your next readings. I'll be there. Well, <laughs> yeah, they were, they were poems about my experience on the, you know, exploring the Civil War sites of the United States and a couple of people I think mm-hmm. felt that was a little bit kind of c- sort of celebratory of war, which certainly wasn't the case, but anyway. I think every poem has its own audience. Yeah. That wasn't your audience. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the snapping thing was new. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah uh, it's it's usually new. I remember the first time I went to a slam, it was the same thing. Yeah, it's actually really irritating. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I find it a little bit irritating. It's irritating too. when you don't get the snap. Well, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. Um, it, privately, I'll tell you the story later. Anyway, so... Um, so tell us a little bit more about you. What, what's your story? Why you're here as a as a Westwards um, writer? Writer. Writer. This mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've so known. What brings you to Western Sydney? What makes you Western Sydney? Well, I wasn't born or raised in Western Sydney, but when I migrated here eight years ago, um, from from the Philippines. Okay. Um, I lived in Parramatta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I live in Parramatta for a long time, so I mm. love this area mm. so much. Um, and it's just like this immediate kinship that I feel with mm. the people from here. Whenever I walk down the streets, I love it. Um, there's so much poetry here. Mm. When I was um, when I was a new immigrant here, um, the very first one of the very first um, poetry slams was in Parramatta down Church Street. So um, was that in the Mars? Yeah, Mars Hill. Mars Hill Cafe. The Mars Hill yeah, Poetry yeah. Slam. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, a lot of great memories in Western Sydney, yeah. specifically in Parramatta. Oh, that's nice. So, um, Haja mm-hmm. and Eunice. Hi. Um, what are we What are we watching on telly at the moment? Because oh. we are in a golden age of TV, aren't we? Well, I don't even know if you can say TV well, anymore. Even, no. It's Netflix. It's, Netflix, it's Stan. Stan. <laughs> Stars. <laughs> so many. Stars, Hulu. YouTube Premium. Oh, yeah. I've been I on that lately. Mean, really? Yeah. Do you pay for it? No, I don't. There's a few free ones. So one of my favourite uh, YouTubers, her name is Liza Koshi. I love Liza I love Koshi. Her. She's, She's so funny. How do you spell funny. her last name for those listening? K-O-S-H-Y. Right. And I really like her because she's just as goofy as I am. And a lot of the things that she does is exactly what I do in my uh, day-to-day. <laughs> just like the physicality, the expression. <laughs> it's so adorable. <laughs> just seeing a famous version of myself. So one of the <laughs> one of the things that Hadra and I have spoken about a lot um, over lunch over the last few months has been um, Fleabag. Oh, I love Fleabag. Okay, yes. good. Okay. I, 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 thought for, I thought for a minute we were going to get this. 
when I said when I said flea bag. No. But so we know why we love flea bag. Why did you love flea bag? Look, two words. Hot priest. Oh, <laughs> right? my God. Right. Right. You right. have to put a sound effect for that. Is yeah, there like the a The applause, the applause. Oh, no. no, not that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hot priest. But but um, beyond the hot priest, what was... I yes, structurally. Structurally. <laughs> critically. I think, um, I think in, in, in narratives, when I'm following a narrative, I like not liking protagonist mm. and she's really? not a likable yeah, she's character not, you're not supposed to like her really but she's so funny <laughs> yeah she's really funny very self-sabotaging and <laughs> in a really funny way and uh-huh. i love that you're in it all the time that whole breaking the fourth wall mm. and breaking the fourth yeah, wall yeah that know, element was so so it just striking. hasn't been done that way before my my moment that made me fall in love with that show was um and there were lots of them but it was really because breaking the fourth wall is something that I'm a big fan of, and I, I've actually did some study on it and so forth. Um, there is a moment where um, some intimate things are happening. And <laughs> is this a PG thirteen podcast? <laughs> no, I'm trying not to spoil anything. Okay. okay. And she puts her hand up to the camera. So after after the entire you know all the preceding episodes where she's almost mm. oversharing with the audience, suddenly she's like. No, no, this isn't for you. This is mm, yeah. Promise. I mean, in the first episode where we see her having intercourse very explicitly, and then that that in the second season with the priest, where it's a completely different relationship. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like what you said about uh, disliking a character too, mm. and we've we've sort of come to this age of the anti-hero a bit. Um, yeah. My argument in Game of Thrones was that the main protagonist did, uh, through that whole thing was was Tyrion because there are other people I've who never seen you've never seen Game of Thrones anyway well, okay cool after the first episode no okay. oh really <laughs> <laughs> um, but House of Cards as well of course House of Cards is very much about the anti-hero mm. um, I think people I think it's really um, the zeitgeist at the moment is to think about the villains or not even like Joker came coming out and that whole trying to humanize and what, what made him the way he is yeah i've always been really interested in that um i used to watch this one of my favorite shows of all time um orphan black mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have seen it it's it's one of my favorites it's a sci-fi show about a bunch of clones that discover each other and they didn't know that they're clones and the whole five seasons is them discovering who created them why and they're also mm. um women and it just it talks a lot about body autonomy and um, they're also being hunted basically but it's also about family and it's about body autonomy and surveillance (laughs) males it's very it's very it's great and it's canadian show i love canadian stuff because they they do it pretty well most of the time (laughs) (laughs) and in the final season that one of the clones is like a pro clone and she wants to be the head of the board of the people that invented that created the clones and in the final season they go through the backstories of all of them and this whole time rachel is is the 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 pro clone she um is kind of hated throughout the whole thing she does really awful things to the other clones and then we see her backstory and basically it she was uh, what is it called she was she knew she was a clone from a young age and she was raised by the scientist that created the clones and so it 
you just follow and you see why she's so cruel and like that she's also in the experiment and she's she also doesn't have the autonomy and it was that was the first time that I saw a villain being humanized, mm. and it was so nice well, to see. Orange is the New Black did a similar thing. They would mm. episodically take people back and take you back into the, mm. the right. backstory. Yeah. I really people. like backstory things. I love backstories. I think, uh, yes, because uh, I'm. I just finished watching the show Crash Landing on You, mm-hmm. um, where they do the where they tell the backstories in a very annoying way. Mm. So you. So it was a 16 episode series and you only find out someone, he was a con man and you only find out why he's a con man like in the 11th episode. And it's like, why are you telling me this now? I could have been so much more invested in a character Mm. if I had known the story. I could have had it in way earlier. Yeah, Yeah. so it depends on the storytelling, I guess, for the backstories. Yes. And so that's what we're watching. Actually, we haven't even answered that question, what we're all watching. Yes, should we we go back and answer that? So So what what, are you watching? What are we all watching? Um... I'm I'm watching nothing at the moment except like Mo Gilligan stand up. I on, love right, Mo on Gilligan. YouTube. He's so oh funny. My God, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he like, also has his own talk show yeah, and yeah. has a talk show with um, Big Nasty. Yeah. Oh my God, I love him. He's a so for for all of you listening, jokesters that you would have gone to school with, yeah. but he's he's now a comedian uh-huh. and he just does the big bits and has so much energy and is really good at characters. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I love him too. I had my phase of Mo Gilligan as well. This is the current, I'm in the current um, Mo Gilligan phase. I saw this one yesterday where he was talking about <laughs> like the apocalypse and coronavirus. Oh, really? I haven't seen yeah. his new stuff. No, or it's on YouTube. YouTube. Oh, okay. And I've got to like, watch. In, in the apocalypse, people are going to fight over puddles. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to like be claiming puddles as their drinking water. Mm. And we're going to be fighting over who has like the claim to that oh, puddle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Kind of scary. Um, yeah. Crash landing <laughs> on you. I'm still obsessed with. Okay. Despite um, the, the despite backstory. Despite the really annoying way of storytelling mm. that it had sometimes. Um, I'm listening to the soundtrack and I'm mm. just like transported back to that world because it's a, you know, there's this lady from South Korea. She's a CEO of a massive business. Mm-hmm. Then she goes paragliding and she gets stuck in North Korea and she mm-hmm. falls in love with a soldier there. Oh, wow. And it's like really difficult. Okay. It's yeah, it like sounds hard. like it. Is this on Netflix? It is. Okay, yeah. Crash Landing on You. Get on it. It's well, so good. It's interesting you talk about backstory because I'm currently watching week by week as it comes out the latest season of Better Call Saul. Oh. Which, which is um, so Breaking Bad, you know Breaking Bad, presumably. Yeah, I just know the the lead character. Bob in Odenkirk. Console. Yeah, yeah. So he um, he basically is a lawyer for for Walt, Walter White in uh, Breaking Bad. Okay. But this goes back to what made him. Oh, spin off. I see. Spin-off. Um, so what are we reading at the moment? Oh, and I'm also watching Ozark, which is kind of good. Mm. Well, I'm watching this show called On My Block. Which is um, set in East LA, I think, or just the kind of um, urban parts of LA. And so, this particular hometown, it's a coming of age show, but it's on Netflix original. It's really fun. First season, some of the acting's a little bit slow, they, they get better, but the writing's really nice and it's. Yeah, it's just really fun. So, mm-hmm. And the soundtrack, I'm listening to soundtrack. I love listening to soundtracks of shows that I like. Okay. What are we reading? What are you reading? Um, you, you start. I'll start. I'm reading a book called These Truths by Jill Lepore or Jill Lepore. I'm not mm. sure how you pronounce her name. Um, basically, it, it came out 
late last year. I think it's a response to this post-truth age that we're in with people like Trump saying that everything mm. is um, fake news and news. fake news and all the rest fake of it. Um, and so she goes back and looks at the history of America uh, in the context of um, their devotion to facts, proof and evidence and it actually mm. gets kind of ironic towards the end because that seems to have been less in the forefront of their thinking. Mm. So that's what I'm reading at the moment, that and also Sapiens, which, it, mm. which is... By... Noah Yuval, Nova. Uh, yes, Noah, Yuval, yeah, someone Yuval. Yuval, I'll, I'll look it up anyway. While, yeah. <laughs> while, while, you tell, while you tell us what you um, I'm reading an autobiography by um, a man named Naim Qattan, who is a um, very accomplished Canadian Jewish writer. He's actually a Jewish Iraqi. And oh, this, you showed me this last week. Yeah, yeah. so he's, I'm still reading it. I, I'm very slow at reading. So um, it's actually a really interesting biography. So I'm from an Iraqi background and I'm really interested in the history of Iraq, especially post-British colonisation, which was in the 50s. And um, so history, the Jewish people in Iraq were kicked out in the 50s. And he was one, he's kind of one of the only surviving people that have written down the stories. And he ended up um, moving to France. He speaks French, Arabic, English, Hebrew. He speaks many, many languages and wrote this biography. And I'm so I'm reading it. It's actually really interesting. Hmm. Cool. Eunice, what are you reading? Um, I'm reading at the moment uh, The Lost Arabs by Omar Sakhar. Oh, it's a poetry yes. collection. Mm -hmm. um, and I've just been dipping in and out of that. Mm -hmm. um, He's good, he's good, isn't he? Oh, he's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's his second poetry collection. And um, I'm like just reading yeah. it every night Yeah, because um, that's the only time that just I make dipping, for myself dipping to in. read. Yeah, <laughs> dipping in. Uh, Sapiens is written by Yuval Noah Harari. Yes, that's go. right. Well, thank you, Eunice, for joining us. Um, <laughs> Kicking me out already. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna you're welcome to hang around, but we're going to move on to some other news yeah, that we have cool. for... For, Thanks uh, for having with, me. Oh, anytime. So, Eunice Andrada. So, when have you got a book coming out at the moment? Or? Uh, yes, uh, to be announced. I don't know when, okay. but it's coming out. Um, but I do have my debut poetry collection that came out in 2018. Which it's is called, called Flood Damages. Flood Damage from Giramondo. From Giramondo, and it's available in any good bookstore. Mm, <laughs> I love that phrase. <laughs> good bookstore. Which is really elitist as well. Yeah, what does that bookstore? mean? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in in, in all good bookstores and some terrible ones. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. So, Harja, one of your brain children, was the Westwards Academy. Yes. Yeah. So, we uh, now have the names of the eight people who are going to be our first academians. Are you able to tell us who they are? Yes. So, we have Vivian Way, Nadine Lebda, Martin Rays, Crystal Venor, Kate Bobbis, Eden Samuel, Cassandra Lee, Benjamin Muir. Um, I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of those names, but I'm very excited about this selection. Is it, are they across a wide range of genres? Yes, varying genres. Uh, we've got some fiction, we've got some script people of screenplays and stage. We've got uh, some people are actually, I think Eden already has, has a big uh, YouTube channel where she reviews all sorts of speculative fiction. Um, yeah, it's a very exciting group. I'm interested to see where, what happens. Okay, so what's first? What's the first thing that 
these guys are going to have to. Uh, so we're, you know, we're in the middle of this huge crisis at the moment. Everything's being cancelled. So we're probably going to have an induction introductory thing where everyone comes together and we chat about desires and needs for what they want from the program, what we're going to offer, what we've already decided to plan. But we'll tailor it slightly if there's... Yes, of course, yeah. And um, that will either happen here at Westwards or online via a, a YouTube live stream type thing. And then we have at the end of April... Fingers crossed things have calmed down by then. We have a seminar on admin, promotional skills and marketing. And who's going to be facilitating that one? So that one is by a brilliant young uh, freelance author named Alex Gallagher. Used to go by the name of Alison Gallagher. Uh, They ran the um, LGBTQ writers group last year. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a book out on um, Subbed In, a chapbook, and have been published by all the various online literary magazines you can imagine. So that's Voice Works and all the other things. (laughs) I've forgotten all of them now. (laughs) There's so many, there's so many and very... um, good discipline and very well versed in how to traverse all those publishing pathways so i thought it would be the perfect person for this awesome well we look forward to welcoming those eight young people to uh that sounds patronizing doesn't it we we look we look forward to welcoming those eight writers why don't we call them academia 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 well i haven't finished yet oh okay they're they're, uh, (laughs) what's the word freshman academians Freshman academians. Very American. It is very American. (laughs) Never mind. But we look, either way, we look forward to welcoming them. So now we come to the sad bit of the show where we talk Mm. about some of the things that we can't do at Westwards at the moment because of this uh, global thing. Mm. Um, We were supposed to have the. Uh, celebration of writing writing, which you worked so hard on Harja we all did but you in particular a couple of days ago on the Saturday unfortunately we had to can that part way through last week the zucchini slice oh come on I'm gonna have to make you some just you you still doubt that it's good and I'm here to tell you that it is amazing (laughs) it won't be Robin Ewing's but I'll I'll make you some it'll be good yeah sure (laughs) <laughs> it may even be a cure for coronavirus. We don't know. Maybe. That it's, ne- it's never been disproven. So it might be. Yeah. yeah. We'll you see. heard it here first. first mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, so the celebration fell over, unfortunately, and we will find a date on which to do it again. To reschedule that. Yeah, I think it, it'll be very exciting to do it again once everything's cleared up. So what else is not going to be happening? So we usually have I mean, there's one big things. word for this, isn't there, really? Everything. <laughs> well, it's not quite everything. Though, not is quite it? everything. So, what we have had to cancel is any kind of gatherings. So, things like our poets' corner and our West Side's uh, poetry slam and the Kitten Club that you hold very dear to your heart. I do. Um, it, that that one happens in Katoomba. We're supposed to have Linda Javen, and now we can't have Linda Javen. Yeah. Very sad. I'm sure it can happen later. Well, I hope so. Fingers if crossed. she's ever back in town again. True. Where is she? Where does she? I think she's Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
question. I mean, also we have internet now, so we can do live streams and things like that. Sure, but the, it was anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was so looking forward to hosting. I won't bring it up club. again. I won't bring no, it up again. No, please don't. Yeah, and also the scribblers that, um, that, mm. that Barbara runs down at, uh, at Stanhope Gardens mm. Library, Dennis Johnson. Uh, the library has now suspended all trade. Yeah, I think everyone's in the situation. So luckily we're not alone in this, especially in the arts. So it's, um, you know, Sydney Writers Festival just yeah. and there's that. It was mm-hmm. going to be my debut in the Sydney Writers Festival. Yeah, I'm very sad about that. But also sad. I understand the situation. I think in the end we'll look back and think this is the best choice we could have made. Yeah, look, I think so. Um, I, I heard a bit of a quote the other day uh, mm. from Matt Pierce, who's a journalist with, I think, the LA Times. Okay. And they were talking, this is like before last weekend when the Blue Mountains Music Festival was cancelled. The canceled. folk one, right? The, yeah, yeah, that's the, the day of. It was meant to start on that Friday evening. And on the Thursday, they said it's not going to be, it, it, it will still go ahead. And, and then, then on the Friday, Friday morning, morning, they oh said. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I just, I mean. Just mm. from a governance point of view, I can't imagine how those oh, those yeah. conversations must have gone. It would have been yeah. very unpleasant. But of course, a lot of I had a gig myself that we, mm. we sort of canned and and um, but I was I was talking to my bandmates about this and, mm-hmm. and Matt Pierce, the LA Times journalist, he said, "I imagine all the closures and cancellations give people a sense of ominousness, but it's really an amazing act of social solidarity." Mm. We're sacrificing so we can give nurses, doctors, and hospitals a fighting chance. Start from there, and hopefully, we can figure out the rest. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way. That's to look really out, nice. It? Yeah, I think so too. Like like I said, I think we'll look back on it and think it's the best choice we made. Yeah, that's right. And um, <laughs> in the last podcast, I made a little bit of a gag about if there is anyone after all this. Um, <laughs> I stand by that gag. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. you're gonna have to go back and listen to that so you're so you're all looped in. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so we're. <laughs> <laughs> that sound that you just heard <laughs> was hard to finishing a vocal exercise <laughs> as, we, as we came out of the uh, eye dent in the middle there. Um, so, Harjo, we're going to finish with something exciting rather than something sad and tra- Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, so, what, what have you got for us? So, we actually have just opened up applications for an exciting new project with Western Sydney University and Westwards, or Westwards and Western Sydney University. <laughs> Woo! Very nice. Okay. <laughs> Love sound effects. So it is a writers in residence program. Mm-hmm. So let me just hop onto the website, our handy website. Well, I've got it right here. Would you sure. like me to read it? Sure. So it says uh, the project is directly focused on giving early or mid career writers, so that's someone defined as at least one major single author publication with a recognized publisher the opportunity to develop their professional skills and develop new work through a tailored program of activities. There'll be two writers in residence appointed for periods of five weeks each from August to September and October to November. It's advertised nationally. It's open to all Australian citizens and we encourage CALD and Indigenous writers to apply. So each resident attracts some funding money. Mm -hmm. How much is that going to be? It's 12,500. 12.5K. That's that's good. Applicants must demonstrate an affinity or interest in the diverse concerns and characteristics of Western Sydney. They'll split their time between the Writing and Society Research Centre at WSU, which is a really great bunch of people, and Westwards, 
with outreach to multiple venues. Also a really great bunch of people. Also <laughs> with out, outreach to multiple venues and campus across the region. Um, what else can you tell us, Harjo? The things that they get to do are quite impressive. So let me get that list out. I was just reading it. So the residents will be given office space, like you said, but also they will complete a commissioned essay for the Sydney Review of Books. Um, and the writers will be asked to present masterclasses to school students across Western Sydney. And will also receive a mentorship and mentor emer- and mentor emerging writers themselves and participate in public events. That's that's a career, mate. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's no, pretty it, nice. It actually really is. And, and it's and if if working through Westwards isn't enough, you also get to put on your resume that you worked with the Western Sydney University. Writing and Research Centre. Writing Research Centre, which yes. is fantastic. It's, it's now, pretty impressive. And be published on Sydney Review of Books, which is... Well, that's pretty good too. A lot of accolades to add mm-hmm. through one program. I think it's a good program. Totally, and you get to stay in the heart of Parramatta, mm-hmm. which is... Um, it's very cosmopolitan. It is. Lots of good food. And those applications, well, they are open now, mm-hmm. and they will close on the 30th of April. Yes, and things won't be announced till May, so... Mm-hmm. Do apply, and I know it's a weird time to be doing something like this, but, you know. One thing I would say, um, having applied for my fair share of these myself um, and having administered my fair share of these myself, it says on the bottom of the website here, questions, please contact via email either Anthony Ullman from the, from the university or Michael Campbell from Westwards. That's not something we just put on the website to cover ourselves against people being ignorant that is actually something that we encourage people to do. If, if you have any yeah. questions at all about how that application should work or what you should put in it, please get in touch. We would rather you sent in an application that is good and we have to ha- go through a whole bunch of them than have applications come in that we just have to reject because they haven't been... Um, complete. Complete, probably. yeah, totally. And we've, yeah. we've had a few of those over the last over the, over the years where people, mm. we can see that they would have been a good contender but they just haven't given yeah. enough care to the application. So and it is important. it's a shame. So, yes, please mm. ask as many questions. Yeah, we want to get the best and we want you guys to, uh, to have access to that as well. So I think that's about it, Harjit. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone for listening. We, uh, it's been a funny one because we've found ourselves on moving ground a little bit with what's happening yeah. everywhere. So mm-hmm. we would like to suggest that you all look after yourselves and each other. Um, wash your what, hands. Yeah, wash your hands. And if you are self-isolating, what better time is there to start that novel that you've been thinking about writing? Yeah. Or, or re- even that podcast. Or that, <laughs> that podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need more podcasts. There's, there's <laughs> enough. But there's never been a better time to stay at home, read a few books and then mm. write some stuff. You know, get creative. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, but you're employed. You have to keep working. Hard. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Just rewind that bit. (laughs) Thank you, Harja, for joining us again. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you to Eunice Andrada also for joining us. Join us again in a couple of weeks' time. And as we always say, happy creating. Happy creating. G'day, James here, just for a quick addendum to the podcast. The podcast you just listened to was pre-recorded late last week. And, of course, things are changing very quickly. So this is just a very quick addendum to let you know that In the fast-changing times, we've actually had to make some adjustments to the way we present our programs, and we've been working very hard to transition a lot of our programs from face-to-face to to online. We're exploring platforms at the moment, and we're putting a lot of things in place, uh, trying to make a lot of changes very quickly, as everyone is in the face of the current coronavirus crisis. 
If you have any questions at all about how we can continue to serve you as the creators of Western Sydney or as the audiences of Western Sydney, please get in touch. You can email us at admin at westwords.com.au or simply go to our website for more information. Please stay safe. Thank you.